Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Episode 42. With people who have got imposterism, if you insist on not dealing with it, there is never any level of achievement that actually gets rid of it. I am so happy that you're here and thank you for joining my show, your coach, Helen Yuskovic. I am on a worldwide mission to help people get confident in putting themselves first because I used to put myself second my whole life. And because of that, I experienced every unhealthy relationship possible. An unhealthy relationship with myself, my health, my wealth, my intimate relationships, my family, my friends, and my career. I'm now living in an abundance that I used to just dream about. So I want to pave the way for you too. It's time, guys. It's time that you live in the life of your dreams as well. So let's take a step towards that right now. P.S. Subscribe to my podcast on your app now so that you always tune in to my new episodes. I just want to welcome you to the show, Justine. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's really cool to be here. This is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm so excited about this topic. This is such an impromptu interview because I was talking to a mutual friend of ours and I was telling her about this journal entry that I wrote. I forgot about it. And I had a client, a life coaching client who was having some issues. So I suggested journaling. I said, look, let's go into my journal and see what I wrote last. And I was like, whoa. I wrote things like, who am I to be a coach? I feel like a fake. I feel like a fraud. I feel so low. Um, I feel so alone. And I was telling our mutual friend, Carol, this, and she said, you need to meet my friend, Justine. (laughs) Then introduced me to this term, imposter syndrome. And so my very first question to you is, what is imposter syndrome imposter syndrome is actually a term that was created by some women in the 70s to label 
people who were feeling uncomfortable in the workplace and feel like they didn't belong and felt like a fake. And it was mainly about women because there was the legacy of the patriarchal workplace where women were not really made to feel welcome when they got into the workplace because it was the boys' domain. Um, and that's sort of cascaded now down into, um, it, it's just called imposter syndrome. And the general perception is that it's only in the workplace, but it flows on. It's also in relationships and parenting as well. So imposter syndrome is exactly those things that you were talking about, not feeling good enough, not feeling like you belong, not feeling worthy, comparing yourself to others, all of that stuff. That's so amazing. You know how good it feels to know that there's <laughs> other people that feel like this? Oh, look, do you know, Helen, the biggest myth, the biggest thing that annoys me about the, the term imposter syndrome is that it's called a syndrome. So naturally, we assume when we hear something or other syndrome, we assume it's rare. 70% of the population experiences symptoms of imposter syndrome in their lifetime. And get this, two thirds of them are women. Isn't that mind blowing? So you can bet your bottom dollar that uh, on any given day, over half the people that you speak to, walk walk around, any, any meetings you go into, anyone, over half of them don't think they're good enough either. That Isn't that is, just... It is mind-blowing. It really is. Nuts. I didn't know those statistics. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. So what does it look like? What does it feel like? Shed a little bit of light on this imposter syndrome. What imposter syndrome looks like is you might be in business and you want to go for a tender or you want to go for a new client and you pause and go, like you said in your journal, like who am I to go for this project or who am I to apply for this job or who am I to, um, you know, date that guy? It's about measuring yourself against other people and you don't believe that you're good enough. So you're wearing that lens as you walk around. Um, and obviously that changes your physiology when you walk into a room or even, you know, so it, it actually prevents you from, you know, growing. Or the other way that imposter syndrome shows up is that somebody will apply for a job and get it or they'll apply for the client and get it. And as soon as they've got it, they freak out. They're like, shit, this is a mistake. How on earth did I get this job? How did I land this great client? Like somebody's going to find out that I'm a fake you know, you sort of get into the process and then you shit yourself because you're like, oh my God, somebody's going to find out. Um, and so that's sort of how it looks and feels. And it's just this constant self-doubt and a lot of comparison against others because we naturally put everyone else on a pedestal, even if they've got the same qualifications as us. I was just about to say that. Sounds like comparisonitis. I, just so many light bulbs are going off in my brain. I, I used to do acting and when I landed my first guest role on Underbelly, I was thinking, oh, am I even good enough to do this? Yeah. Having gone through an audition, having gone through a second audition, having gone through the whole process and you just, it's a big bunch of self-doubt. Huge, absolutely huge, yeah. Justine, it's time for a curveball. Are you ready to play? I love curveballs. Just hit me. Well, the first one is, what is one thing, just yeah. one thing that most people might not know about you? 
Oh, I can shear a sheep left-handed. Um, what? I used, to, I used to run a sheep and cattle station with my ex-husband in central western New South Wales. So I can I can do just about anything that you can do on a on a cattle station. Yep. That's amazing. I've never heard one like that before. That's great. It's a curveball, isn't it? <laughs> Let's continue. How does imposter syndrome manifest? Oh, okay. So it's really interesting. Um, you don't have to have had childhood trauma to experience imposter syndrome, but I haven't had a client yet who with imposter syndrome that hasn't got childhood trauma. And the other myth is that... Uh, imposter syndrome can't come from a perfect childhood so we'll use the perfect childhood as an example you've got just say that you've got a brother and a sister mum and dad so sister's got a couple of you know um, years ahead of you she's got a uni degree your brother's you know joined a great sporting team and mum and dad like everything seems perfect so that can actually create because I've had clients say to me I had a perfect childhood how can I be so much like this and it's because as a child, you're making decisions about the things that are going on around you from the emotional maturity of a five-year-old. So you're like, well, I'm not good enough unless I have two degrees because my sister has two degrees or I'm not good enough unless I can play sport really well. Or, you know, just say your mum was um, a great cook and kept a perfect house. There's that expectation. So we make assumptions as a kid and we make decisions based on the evidence we have around us at the time that we're not good enough unless, or we've got to perform to be loved. So it's sort of all that limiting belief stuff. It's so interesting. So you get an adult that hasn't had that checked in childhood and they walk into the workplace or a relationship and uh, they all of a sudden don't feel good enough and they don't know why, because it logically doesn't make sense. You know, I've got a qualification. I know I'm great at what I do. I'm passionate about it. And then there's this, it's, it sort of hits you and you're like, God, hang on a minute. This can't be real. I'm not good enough. Um, and I don't belong. So it manifests way back from childhood. Like originally, as I said, the term was um, coined in the 70s to describe how women felt so uncomfortable in the workplace because more women were going into the workplace. But the research I've done, it shows that it's it's definitely not just that. Like you think about, um, I've had clients who choose one bad relationship after the other. And then, uh, you know, she'll say there's this great guy and I, you know, he's amazing. And I said, okay, so Mr. Amazing, you know, how would it feel to date him? And she said, and she stopped and looked, stared at me and gasped because it hit her. She said, I don't deserve someone like that. I'm not worthy. And she literally, that's imposter syndrome. I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy because I'm not good enough for a good guy. Mm. So, we so we'll actually limit ourselves or sabotage ourselves. That's so interesting. I <laughs> have lots of clients with this in relationships. Yeah. Where they feel that they don't deserve their partner. Mm. So imposter syndrome can show up in pretty much any aspect of your life. Yeah. Well, you look at relationships. If you don't believe that you deserve real love, good love, you know, the healthy love that, that we're, we say we want, if we don't believe we deserve it, we'll do one of two things. We'll either keep cho choosing toxic relationships because, you know, our subconscious mind is always looking for evidence to prove us right. So we'll keep choosing people that are just going to mirror all of that crap back to us. And we're like, see, I told you, but we stay miserable. 
or we will accept a date with someone who's wonderful and you know we might even end up with them but we're constantly waiting for them to say that we're not good enough so we'll sabotage that relationship or we won't let them love us and we won't understand why they want to love us anyway so a lot of people blow great relationships because they don't believe you know they've got imposter syndrome I don't deserve this wonderful life I've had clients say I don't just I've got the house I've got the husband I've got the job and I don't believe I deserve any of it I don't know how I got here I don't feel worthy that's imposter syndrome so glad we're talking today (laughs) I'm so glad I've sort of started to um, steer away from imposter syndrome, even though I use that in a lot of my taglines and just calling it imposterism instead because it gets rid of that stigma of syndrome. Yeah. It's so... <laughs> it's mind-blowing when you get into yeah. it, isn't it? I'm so grateful for Carol for uh, connecting us. But, Justine, it's time for another curveball. Are you ready to play? Okay. I love random acts of kindness and I try to perform them all the time. Yep. Even if it's just a tiny little thing like on the weekend, I'm going to take my little five-year-old niece to the cinemas. Mm-hmm. Take her away from her parents and just do something nice. Yeah. So my question to you is what was your last random act of kindness and what was it? Oh, I found out that um, a colleague of mine in the UK was struggling and um, I contacted another colleague of ours and I said, um, or another friend of ours, and I said, let's both put in and get a voucher for something in particular that we know that will support her and have it delivered to her house. Because they're all locked down in um, over there and they've, you know, it's been 12 months now, it's crazy. But I've done stuff like pay for tolls for people behind me as you go through the tollway, <laughs> that kind of thing. It's so fun watching in the rearview mirror when they're sort of looking at you and they're like, I don't even know that person. I love doing stuff like that. Yeah. So good. It always comes back. Yeah. Who does imposter syndrome, you sort of touched on this before, who does it affect? But do you find that there is a common link at all? No. I've coached hundreds of people. I coached um, about two years ago, I coached 270 people inside the one organisation and they were from all areas of that organisation right up to senior management. And um, every single one of them, uh, when you look at their limiting beliefs, the top beliefs were... Um, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve this, I don't belong, all of those same things. Now, these people were from all walks of life and all different experiences. And so I think, I think it's more than 70%, but the, the studies show it's, at, it's 70% need um, that experience it. But I've, I've coached people who are CEOs of companies and they have no idea how they got there and they're constantly worried and comparing themselves against other people. And then you know, elite sports people who feel like imposters. It's, it's amazing. I watched an interview with Jennifer Lopez and she has gotten criticised most of her career. And before her last, her current relationship, she said that she started to believe that she couldn't sing and she wasn't a good performer and that she wasn't enough. And it was like... 
you're Jennifer Lopez. Exactly. And you're feeling like that. Yep. And that's the thing is if so, so this, that's a perfect point, Helen, because it leads into how we can become more like that. Um, more insecure is because if we already believe that we're not good enough, so we're wearing these lenses, um, I'm not good enough, and then more lenses, I don't belong here and I don't deserve, we're more likely to choose narcissistic friends and relationships and, and not get rid of narcissistic family members who are going to very easily make us feel like we're right about the things we believe about ourselves. So even if there's evidence all around us that we're wonderful, something somebody says will be enough to make us believe that it's not the truth. So that's exactly what happened with Jennifer Lopez. Even with tons of evidence, people will make a decision that they're not good enough because somebody says something that triggers them from their childhood and all of that doubt just cascades like a landslide. Yeah, I yeah. can so relate. Yeah, as soon as I heard that interview, I just thought, and even Lady Gaga, she yeah. had this issue as well. Well, you know Maya Angelou? Yes. Um, yes. By the t she was interviewed um, when she had written and published her 11th book. And she, she, was, she is one who's well known for having said during that interview that she experienced imposter syndrome, even after she'd written 11 books. And Albert Einstein as well. Really? Yes. Because when you're, see, the really interesting thing is that quite often narcissists and sociopaths don't get imposter syndrome. The people who get imposter syndrome are good people who have a good heart and they have integrity and they're, they're generally high achievers in their field or, you know, they're great mums or they're just wonderful people. And they're the kind of people who get imposter syndrome. You don't get imposter syndrome if you're a turd, basically. It's not possible. You can't have horrible people saying, I don't belong here. It's usually the most humble, lovely, deserving people who get it or who have those symptoms. I think that is the biggest gold nugget of today. Mm -hmm. That's amazing what you just said. It's about humility. You think about it. If somebody has an inflated ego or they have narcissistic traits or sociopathic traits, um, they, or they have an inflated sense of ego and they believe they belong anywhere they bloody well like and they'll trample over anybody to get there. That's not imposter syndrome. Nobody that, that is, you know, that, that has that nastiness in them can ever think I don't belong here because their core belief is I belong everywhere. I deserve everything and nobody else deserves anything. And I'm on the pedestal. Whereas uh, if you're, you know, good people, it's, it's just fascinating when you get into the nuts and bolts of it. It makes so much sense. Doesn't it ever? We have one more curveball. Are you ready to play? Love it. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing that you can suggest that we mm. and the listeners can do for more self-care in our life oh grounding get outside stand on the grass or you know by the ocean I'm an ocean person there's nothing like it get your feet in the and just breathe and just be present and call all the parts of you back into your body and you know focus on your breath I love that yeah 
I just want to ask you one more thing. Sure. How can we help ourselves? So if we've got listeners that are listening, yeah. how can we help ourselves if this really resonates? Well, I have a feeling it's for about 70% of my listeners. <laughs> how, how can we help ourselves? Look, I think you can read some great books. You can listen to some wonderful podcasts, but books and podcasts don't hold you to account and they can't follow the breadcrumbs to see where the origin of this is. So my first, uh, like books and podcasts and that sort of, those sort of extra tools are brilliant to use alongside coaching. But I would look for a coach that you really trust, someone who specializes in whatever you do or in whatever you're looking for and work with someone. Because when we, when and you would know this, you know, coaching yourself, like when we're in that space, we're not there without good reason. And it will be because of stuff that happened, you know, as I said, I haven't coached anyone with imposter syndrome that doesn't have something that's linked to their childhood. So it's so worth going through that with someone you trust and having facilitated support to get, get past it because you can smash it. One last thing though, with people who have got imposterism, if you insist on not dealing with it, there is never any level of achievement that actually gets rid of it. So you can do an extra degree, you can get an extra certificate, you can have a bigger boob job, like you can do whatever you want to try and be better in your own eyes, unless you deal with the root causes of why you're experiencing those symptoms, there's no ceiling, there's no good enough, you'll never reach that place where you go, okay, now I'm good enough. Because it's not about the external stuff. It's like trying to satisfy your, your need for, you know, that acceptance is like trying to satisfy your, your, you know, hunger by sticky taking sandwiches on the outside of your body. It's not going to work. It all comes. So it's about inner work. Yeah. I was just about to say, it sounds like something that has to be worked through. Yeah. And something that, you know, someone can keep you accountable for different sorts of things because it's going to be a process I would imagine that imposter syndrome (laughs) wouldn't be like an easy fix well it's funny you know a lot of people assume that any kind of healing is painful like really painful and or they'll say no I've already dealt with that well clearly you haven't you know how did that work for you it's it's actually most people that do this work like by the second or third session are like, God, I didn't think it was going to be this much fun, you know, because we, we make it mean something big and scary in our mind. Yeah. And we'd rather sit with that uncomfortableness than actually face it, you know, and, and be free of it. And I'll tell you what, on the other side of it, like I said, it's so much fun. You get your joy back and you get freedom. Yeah. You're pulling, you're pulling masks off. You constantly, you just get it. Cause we become a version of ourselves that is not who we are in order to survive this stuff. And we're constantly performing and constantly worrying. Like I would ask your listeners, what's it cost you so far in um, emotional energy, in relationships, in, you know, success in the workplace, what would be possible for you if you didn't believe that you weren't good enough? Yeah, definitely. I would imagine that, imposterism could also lead to bad habits uh for example like overeating oh yeah it triggers everything (laughs) it triggers yeah because we've got to we've got to numb out and cope 
you know, I've coached quite successful women who will, you know, they're so on edge at work because they're waiting for someone to discover that they're a fake or they're trying to perform to a level that's just unreasonable. Then they'll go home and hook into two or three glasses of wine, you know, and a, and a cheese platter every single night because they're numbing out from the pressure that they're putting themselves under at work. Um, or even it, it'll disrupt, you know, I've got people who have said to me, you know, I lie awake at night thinking about my colleague that I'm comparing myself against and just wondering how I'm ever going to be that good. Okay. And so it interrupts your sleep. How exhausting. Ah, it's bad. And then when they get rid of it, they're just like, oh, my God, I slept like a baby. Because what it opens up as well is really refreshing relationships. The pressure's off. It, it, it actually facilitates creativity, innovation, communication, happiness, play. I hate that we have to end this discussion, but maybe I'll bring you up uh, for another episode one day soon. I just sure. want to thank you so much for your time. I think this episode is going to receive so much feedback and I can't wait to hear it all. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm open to any further questions that people might have. Awesome. I'll put some uh, links of yours up uh, on, on the show notes from today's episode. But just quickly, do you have an Instagram or a Facebook that people can find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook at Justine Dean Official. Justine Dean Official. Beautiful. I'll put all of those links up. Thank you again for your time. You're very welcome. Wow. I hope that you guys absolutely loved that episode and learning about imposterism. This episode blew my mind as I was interviewing her. A whole lot of light bulbs were going off and I hope the same was happening with you. And just remember that if you feel like someone you know is going through this, then send this episode to them and do them a favor and let them know that they're not alone. And this is a real thing. Thank you times infinity for spending time with me. It really means a lot. Putting yourself first will really help escalate your goals, your dreams. And I love being on the journey with you. So make sure you come and tell me on my Instagram at whole health, which is H-O-L underscore health and comment below this podcast photo to share your thoughts on my show today and if you enjoyed it please leave me a five-star review on itunes or spotify so that i can keep bringing amazing value to you i'm sending you truckloads of love power and joy bye for now 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.